0: Magendang hapon. Good afternoon. Okay, so it's a first Sunday of May. Uh, We're right in the middle of summer. Can you feel it? Very much. Not here. (laughs) Not here. (laughs) So, dahil summer, we'll talk about the Trinity. Huh? What? (laughs) Uh, so, for the whole month of, uh, of May, uh, we have four Sundays of May, uh, we are going to look into a specific topic. So, uh, we are doing, you know, uh, our, our church is, um, you know, we emphasize expository preaching. We, we want to look into the scriptures and what it means, but from time to time, we do some uh, specific topics uh, in in the Christian faith, you know, for us to be enriched uh, with that topic. So, this whole month is about the Trinity. Okay, God the Father, God the Son, the God the Holy Spirit. And some of us who grew up from a Catholic background, kung kayo po ay lumaki sa Catholic background, you would say, no-brainer na yan, Pastor, alam na namin yan. How many of us here grew up in a Catholic background? So, you grew up yan. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, my, my wife uh, grew up in a Catholic uh, background. Uh, nag-aral siya in a Catholic school uh, up until college. So, sabi ko sa kanya, on topic natin this month, Trinity. Sabi bakit natin pag yun? <laughs> Alam na ng congregation yun. And then we talked about it and, and I asked her some, of, some questions about the Trinity. And it turns out, you know there are things that we need to refine with how we understand uh, the Trinity, and there are those maybe maybe a, a portion of us are struggling with the concept of the Trinity. Pag sinabing Trinity ang isip natin yung the Matrix movie, and that's totally understandable. You, you know, even scholars today are you know, uh, debating and struggling with the concept of, of Trinity. And there are those who would say, Pastor, that's irrelevant. All I need to know is that I am saved and I'm going to heaven. Everything else is irrelevant. You know, I hope today, throughout the whole month as well, you know, we will be able to realize that understanding the Trinity... Appreciating the triune God is central to our Christian faith. But I also would like us to appreciate, and I hope that you know, our topics this whole month uh, will help us appreciate the importance of the Trinity in, you know, in, in our daily lives. There's this creed, uh, familiar titles Apostles' Creed and the Nicene, Nicene Creed. Merong creed called Athanasian Creed in 6th century A.D. It is specifically for um, emphasizing the Trinity and the deity of Jesus Christ. So some of uh, the people at that time they recite this. Ah, uh, hindi ito yung buong creed portion lang ito. So how about we read it all together? Okay, lang ba? Let's let's read it all together. The Athanasian Creed. One, two, three. Go. That we worship your Majesty, Co. Eterna. Question, if you're going to explain that to someone who never heard of the Trinity, will they get it immediately? I've been reading this over and over. <laughs> I get confused. <laughs> I get confused. Uh, and people, the conversation Amini Julie uh, last night was like, she said, Oh it's it's the same thing three gods one person one god three person it's 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 all the same. It's like oh, no <laughs> no absolutely not. It's not the same. And that's what uh, you know this creed is explaining. So, you know, some uh, intelligent people, especially those who are visual people, they they want the diagram stuff. So they come up with this diagram Maybe this is a little helpful than a, 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 a creed. So it says, you know, in. by the way, kapag nakita kayo triangle, hindi ibig sabihin nun iluminati na okay. Ano lang to? Parang uh, it's a visual illustration. The Godhead, three in one. The Father, Father is God. Son is God. Holy Spirit is God. But Son is not the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not the Father. Father is not the Son. But they are all God. So again, if you're going to explain that to someone who, who haven't heard of the Trinity, will they s- easily get it? I mean, for many of us who grew up in a Christian faith, Nehirapppan Patayung intindihinyan. You know what, How I try to understand it is, is this. This is basically my, my limit for mathematical equation. So that's it. One times one times one equals. So that's that's my trinity in in a mathematical equation. Let's pray. <laughs> you know, it will take us a lifetime to really understand and appreciate what the trinity is, how it imp- applies to us, and you know how important it is in our Christian uh, faith. But what we want to to look into today is a specific context. But let me remind you, the Athanasian Creed. Uh, this Uh, this diagram uh, that people made, you know, the idea, the doctrine of Trinity is not an invention of people, right? It's not not a discovery of 6th century Christians. They were looking into the scripture and they said, there's something here with, of course, with the help of divine revelation, God is revealing that to them. They are looking into the scripture from Genesis to Revelation, and they see that there's a developing theme of a three-person God. And they call that the Trinity. And if someone tells you, brother, or sister, I don't see the word Trinity in the scripture, therefore it's not true. You will say, yes, I agree. Trinity is not in the scripture, that word, but the essence of Trinity is in the scripture. So my hope is that we will see that a little bit uh, in the context of, because our context today is that we will look at the topic of Trinity in the context lang ng creation. Okay, we are going to look into the topic of Trinity in the context of creation. In the next coming Sundays, maybe we'll talk about the Trinity when it relates to our salvation. Uh, Maybe talk about the Trinity on how we relate to God in worship. okay? But today, uh, we are going to uh, frame it in the context of creation. And of course, when we talk about creation, we are going to look into the creation story. But but first, let's just pause and ask the Lord's help uh, this afternoon. God, our triune God, we, we need your help this afternoon as we study what it means to relate to you as our triune God. Lord, we acknowledge that it, should, it will take us a lifetime to fully understand this. With our finite minds, Lord God, we will we will really not comprehend everything. But allow us, Lord God, even today to, to see who you are, that you will allow yourself to be revealed to us, that it will matter to our lives today. Speak to us, Lord, by the power of your Spirit and according to your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So please open your Bibles in the first book of the Scripture, Genesis. Uh, I will not read it. We will read uh, as we go along. So Genesis chapter 1. Our focus this afternoon is we will find out Ano ba yung relationship ng Trinity God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit With the creation Ano ba yung Ano ba yung ng scripture On how the Trinity should relate to His creation What's the, what's the dynamic like? How, did, how will that interact? The Creator and the created being So let me give you four examples uh, descriptions on what this relationship is all about. First, is that the triune God is intimately involved in His creation. The Trinity is intimately involved in His creation. The first verse in the Bible says, In the beginning, in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. You know, someone approached me one time and said, Pastor, yung Trinity na disproved na yan, di ba? Na-disprove na, disprove na Trinity kasi wala naman yan sa scripture. Hindi ko naman nakikita yung word na Trinity in the Scripture. Sabi ko, tama po kayo. Hindi, hindi ko nakikita yung word na Trinity. Pero, makikita ko sa so first three verses palang lang ng Bible, makikita ko na yung Trinity. Then I explained to him. Sabi ko, kuya, can you look into this passage? Sabi ko, ano yung makikita mo na Godhead dito? Sabi ko sa kanya. So, of course, what do we see here? Of course, the name God. In, in Hebrew, it's Elohim. It's, uh, never mind. <laughs> it's more uh, more for, for seminary students. So, you, you see the name God here. So, you have one. And then, what else? You see the, the Spirit of God. And what was the Spirit of God doing? He was hovering. He was doing something. Okay, he... Yung yung hovering there, uh, ang ang image dian is like an eagle hovering over uh, the the eggs or the nest. It's it's a caring and conscious effort to hover and to look after what is going on. So, Pastor, nakikita ko yung God, yung Elohim, nakikita ko yung Spirit of God, where is the third person in the Trinity? Where is Jesus here? And we have a whole. Midweek's, uh series last uh, last year about finding jesus in genesis and we talked about this and here's a, a spoiler alert uh, for for those who were not able to participate there jesus was very present in this verse alone you know one of the phrases repeated you know just in the first section of the bible you will see a lot of repetitions Right? Do you notice that there are a lot of repeti- repetitions? And one of the phrases that is being repeated is, "God said." God said, and there was. God said, and there was. God said, and there was. Just imagine the absolute power of God. Conveyed by the fact that when He merely spoke. Things are created. How amazing is that. When he speaks, something is created. Pasur yan. When I speak, she is created. But look at how the creation was made, the universe was made by just uttering uttering words. And we don't have to guess what this means. Because in the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John echoes what Genesis 1 says. He starts his Gospel and he connects the creation story in in this way. He used the same phrase, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The third person in the Godhead was present there with the words. The creating agent of the universe was very present in Genesis. It says, All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. If there's any uh, doubt how intimately involved, the Godhead is in His creation, look at just verse 14. This word, and we know that to be Jesus, became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. We have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So as you look into the Scripture, you will see the theme of a Creator God, God in three persons, that is heavily and intimately invested and involved in His creation. You know, I will not dwell on this too much because I will go back to this and 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 uh, emphasize how intimately involved God is, the Triune God, in His creation. So let's pause here. This this point, how intimately involved. God is in his creation. Let's go to the second point. So the triune God is not only intimately involved, he also brings order to his creation. He brings order to his creation. Look at verse 4. So God saw the light was good and God separated light from the darkness and God called it called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening There was morning, the first day. God said, verse 6, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters. Let it separate waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters. Are you confused already? (laughs) That were above the expanse and it was so... And God called the expanse heaven and there was evening and there was morning the second day. Basically what the text is saying, there was heaven, there was sky, and there was water. Just the background picture. So he separated, there's a division between sky and you see the the water and you see the horizon. Let's skip to the, so you have day one, day two. Let's skip to the, the sixth day. So God created a, Fertile earth and all the bees, and he said to uh, man, the male and the female, and to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heaven, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. So, binigay ko sa inyo lahat yan, and it was so. And God said, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, there was morning, the sixth day. You know, every single time, every, at the end of every day, God will look into His creation and say, It was good. Imagine at the end of your work day, at the end of your school day, you will pause and say, It was good. It was good. Tama <laughs> ba? It was good. I did good. I, I was productive. So, day one, God said it was good. Day two, God said it was good. Day three, God said it was good. Day six, when He saw everything, He said it was very good. It was very good. You know, I mentioned earlier, uh, na merong rip, may, you know, rip, repetitive words, may repetitions my structure yung, yung Genesis 1 leading to Genesis 2 that gives us a clue that this is more, more than just a flat storytelling, right? When there are def- uh, repeated words, when there are certain structures, uh, it's more than just, you know, uh, a paragraph. Can you think of another form of literature that has repetitions, that has structure? Huh? What's that? Haiku. (laughs) Shakespeare? What what what's Shakespeare? Huh? Poetry. Poetry. Exactly. Song. And so, you know, some contemporary scholars would say, you know, when you look into Genesis 1, it's not just a storytelling, it's a song. It's being told in a song. There's a chorus. God said day one. God said day two. Di ako magerap. Sorry. Pero merong merong flow na ganon. There's a rhythm. You see a rhythm here. That that's saying this is not just you know a, a flat storytelling. There's a poetry. There's creativity when this is being said. And. You know, uh, the, the music team, the music ministry uh, did a workshop yesterday and we said, you know, music is so beautiful, uh, it, it penetrates the soul without permission and it's beautiful because it's not random. It has rhythmic patterns. And that's what you see in the creation story, God creating order in creation. Look at this. If you haven't noticed this in your study of uh, the Genesis account, day one, two, three is about the location. Day, day four, five, six is the inhabitants of that location. Okay, pansininya yung day one God created light and darkness. Kasi nung day four binigyan niya ng pangalan night and day. Nung day two He created the expanse, the sea, and the sky. But on day 5, yung titi radun. On day 3, he created the earth, the fertile earth, the land, because on day 6, it would be filled with animals and creatures and human beings. That's how orderly and creative God is. It was not being created at random. And of course, on day 7, God rested and enjoyed his creation. It's like, you know, God made sure that when he creates something, it has a proper place. When God creates something, there's a place for it. You know, in creation, hindi kas hindi pwede ang out of place. When you say that God created you in his image, there's a place for you. There's a place for you. And and then on day seven, God enjoyed His creation. Another thing I want us to be reminded of are these phrases: "In the darkness, from the chaos, out of nothing." And for you know, for serious uh, language, uh, biblical languages uh, students they will use that the term ex nihilo yeah ex nihilo out of nothing you know i want for us to be reminded of these descriptions because this is the context from which the triune god created a beautiful order of things he created a beautiful order of things in the darkness he created a beautiful order of things from the chaos he created this beautiful universe, ex nihilo, out of nothing. No one can claim that. If you are, even if you are a creative person, you're a graphic designer, you're a craftsman, uh, one of our elders is uh, you know, a sculptor, a so, uh, metal works, no one can say that they can create out of nothing. There will always be something that they will use. But God created all these beautiful things in proper order, in beautiful order, in the darkness, from the chaos, and out of nothing. You know what this means, brothers and sisters? You know, if we believe that God can bring order in chaos that He can create from the darkness, that He can put into existence something out of nothing, then we must believe that He is absolutely able to create something beautiful in your life. That He can bring order even if you say that your life is chaotic. That He can bring order, beautiful order in your life even when you say your life is a mess. That he can bring light into your darkened situation. That he can make something happen in your life out of nothing, without your help. That's how the triune God brings order to his creation. And how does the Trinity do that? Well, the God the Father wills it to happen. That's his sovereign plan. God the Spirit brings life into creation. We know that the Spirit of God brings life And God the Son holds everything together. We've been quoting this from time to time, and this is slowly becoming my favorite verse. Colossians 1.16, For by Him, and this is referring to Jesus, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and in him all things hold together that's why the universe is not falling apart despite the chaos because of jesus that's why your life if your life is connected with jesus yes we will experience depression yes we will experience difficulties but in jesus your life will hold together that's the beauty that the trying God brings order to his creation the third point how does the Godhead three in one relate to his creation not only does he put everything in order he also delights in his creation I main, mentioned this already how God is describing what is happening so God saw the light and the light was good God saw it it was good the earth brought uh, forth vegetation and it, God saw it was good. So everything he finished, his work for the day, he looked into it and said, good. But when he looked at the whole thing, day six, he said, very good. Do you know what this means, church? Church. That you already have God's stamp of approval before you even do anything. That He calls you, because you're part of the day six humankind, He calls you very good because you are His masterpiece. Psalm 139 says, You are carefully and wonderfully made hindi mo na kailangan magpa-impress pa to get that stamp of approval God delights in his creation already because that is his masterpiece we are his masterpiece so just a, just a quick question we have 7 days of creation story uh, how many of you re- uh, remember or memorize yung order of the Creation. What's day one? Yeah, light and uh, in the darkness. Day two. Sea and sky. Day three. Land. Yeah, fertile earth. Four. Night and day. Five. Fish and sea creatures. Six. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Somebody asked me that. "Samba up in dinosaur." That's another uh, uh, discussion altogether. And then day seven is: God resting. Question. What do you think is the most important day in the creation story? One? Six. Seven. So when you say "one, of course, that's the first. With, without the first one, nothing will be, you know, walang ilaw. <laughs> walang ilaw lahat. When you say day six, day six, God said, very good. Very good. This may be the pinnacle point of creation. But you know, my answer, and this is just an opinion, uh, you, can, you can debate with me, this is just an opinion. The most important day is day seven. In all creation, God called it good. Day 6, God said it was very good. Day 7, God made it holy. Made it holy. And when God made it holy, He even made a command to keep it. It's very important to Him. And it's, you know, that's why day 7 is important to us as well. You know, sadly, Christian Sabbath, Sunday, the Lord's Day, is no longer seen as a time of rest, especially for many people who are involved in ministry. It's ironic that when you say, when you say burn out, it's synonymous with ministry workers. That's sad. And you will hear... Uh, from from us, from all of us. Sometimes we will say, Pagud eh. hindi na muna ako magju church. And that's sad because we do not we no longer see church as rest. We do not we no longer see Sabbath as a time for us to rest from work. And that may be, you know, there may, may be a lot of factors why that is so. But we need to redeem that, brothers and sisters, how we view the Christian Sabbath, how it should be a restful time for God's people, how it should be remembered as a time for us to rest. By the way, rest and not sleep. <laughs> not sleep in church. I love you guys, but yeah. <laughs> Sige, balik na tayo sa topic. The Triune God, the Trinity in creation. So God, the Triune God, delights in His creation because you see He is observing. At the end of each day, He's saying, "Good, very good." Ayun lang bang evidence that God is delighting in His creation? Actually, there's um, a more beautiful evidence. Namakikita natin that God enjoys His creation. Because after seeing what he created, yes, he said it was very good, but he did something else. Do you know what he did? He released a blessing. He released a blessing. God blessed them. This is the first blessing in the entire universe. God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over fish of the sea, over the birds of of the heaven, over every living thing that moves on from the earth. God is so delighted in his creation, especially in humanity where he bestowed his image, which I will talk later on, that he said, I bless you. That he said, go ahead and be productive. Go ahead, be fruitful and multiply because I delight in you. You know, I want to drive this further by uh, thinking of an opposite example. Can you think of something that you cannot delight in? Something that you do not enjoy. Something that you do not enjoy. Sige, ako na lang example. Utang. Utang. If you do not delight in, in debt or, or, or paying debt will you say utang go forth and multiply <laughs> will you do that you only say that to things that you enjoy di when you're enjoying so much of the time with your friends you want more of it when you enjoy so much vacation time you want more of it so that's B- important evidence how God delights in His creation. That He's saying, go ahead. I release this blessing to you. And as God, the Creator, delights in His creation, you know, creation delights back. Creation delights back. We don't have it on, uh, on uh, PowerPoint, but could you turn with me to Psalm, 148, Psalm 148? Psalm 148. Psalm 148, verse 3 says, Praise Him, sun, moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Verse 7 says, Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all the deeps, fire and hail and snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling His word mountains and hills fruit trees and all cedars beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds all of them praise the name of the lord verse 13 says for his name alone is exalted his majesty above earth and heaven you know when god delights in his creation the sound of all creation is delighting back to him if you haven't uh, googled it or seen it, um, how many of you know, ha- heard of the guy Louis Giglio? Yeah, Louis Giglio is a, a guy from Passion, uh, U.S. And uh, I saw uh, we went to to Sydney one time, and he did this uh, presentation on Psalm one hundred forty-eight, and um, he's also a, a nerd in. Uh, uh, in the space which I am as well, so so he has this. You uh, you can search it in YouTube. How the stars, the the pulsars, and the sound of the whale are crying. How great God is. The sound of the whale and the sound of the stars when they recorded it. And they mix it with the song by Chris Tomlin, "How Great Is Our God," and it fits right exactly well. Of course, they did some mixing and, and uh, editing there, but what the point is, you no, know, all creation. When you when you hear the waves, when you go to your place, uh, when you when you go to the beach, when you see the clouds, when. You hear the the winds rustle over the trees in Yupi. That's the creation delighting in his creator. They are delighting. My question is, when he looks into our world today, when our creator looks in our world today and how we are managing the world today, does he still delight in us, in his creation? What do you think? Let's just let that sink in as we move along uh, on the fourth description, fourth thing: God delights in his creation, but also, lastly, the triune God bestows his image to his creation. Before we go to uh, man and, and humankind, you know, we're, I'm talking about nature and creation. Uh, I, I read this, uh, this really uh, intelligent guy. He said, a simple statement, God's creation is a picture of what He is like. God's creation is a picture of what He is like. And you will know that if you climb, by the way, this picture is uh, a picture of Mount Pulag. Have you been to Mount, some of you, did you go to Mount Pulag? Yeah, and see Mike and... Yeah. Wow, Simon Baby, pumunta na Mount Pulag. Sige, I will not ask further. So my first and only time to climb a mountain was Mount Pulag. And this picture is legit. This picture is legit. And no amount of picture can really describe what you experience when you're there. When you're above the sea of clouds. And maybe you experienced something really awesome somewhere else. Maybe you've been to El Nido or, or Coron. Or you went to the Maldives. Or you went scuba diving and saw something really awesome underwater. When you experience something awesome like that, it connects to your soul and says, there's something beautiful here. That's the nature of God. Telling you, this is what I am. I am beautiful. I am majestic. I am more than words. You know, I'm uh, watching on Netflix. Uh, this is a suggestion, by the way. So if you have Netflix, look into the documentary by uh, Sir David Attenborough. So there's a good, before he did the BBC documentary, Many years in the past, he's doing something new right now, our planet, our planet. But nature, despite its beauty, despite how awesome it is, did not receive the image of God. God chose to bestow that image to a specific being, humanity. Verse 26 says, then God said, let us... Make man in our image and after our likeness. This is the first clue of a triune God, they they always say. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, over livestock, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Question, why would God create man and put His image on them. Bakit hindi na lang sa kambing? Bakit hindi na lang sa dolphin? Medyo cute ang dolphin. Actually, the bigger question there is, why would God even bestow His image and likeness to His creation? By the way, He does not have to do it. He's not required to bestow his image to anyone. Why would he do it? Keep in mind, creation, the universe will still exist even if God will not bestow his image on them. Kung pare pare hulang, na hindi niya sinabing, I will make man in my, uh, let us make man in our image and likeness. Even if he does not say that, the creation will still be beautiful. Do, do you realize that? that you no, know, the whole creation, kahit na yung wala yung image of God in one specific created being, will still be beautiful. But God chose to bestow His image on humankind. Why? Merong, merong Pinoy expression. Explain nyo na lang, guys. <laughs> May Pinoy expression. Kapag meron kang kaibigan na makulit, na tapos parang... Kausapin, kasabihin mo ka kausapin, sasabihin mo, "eto piso, bumili kang ka-usap mo. <laughs> Di ba? Explain nyo na lang. <laughs> Ayun ba ang nangyari dito? Was God lonely? Was God looking for, you know, someone to to talk to? Someone in His image and likeness? You know, I actually have an answer to this, but you can just ask me later. Here's, a a more personal question. If someone approaches you or someone approaches me, why would God bestow His image and likeness to me when there's nothing special in me? Why would God bestow His image and likeness to me when I mess up my life every single day? When He knows that Adam and Eve will mess up Why would He even bestow His image and likeness to them? You know my response? I would say, exactly. I agree. There's really nothing special in us, which is why the act of putting His image and likeness to us reflects more of His gracious gracious nature than us. It talks more about how gracious God is, and less about how special we are. So people would think, maybe in, at the back of our minds, God bestowed His image on me because I am special. You know, the gospel says, "You are special because God bestowed His image on you." So let us make man in our image. Paso, maraming beses na naming narinig yan, eh. You know, what I'm trying to do here is to enrich our knowledge. Yes, we bear the image of God. Specifically, we bear the image of the Triune God. okay, The Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Ano ba yung image of the Triune God that we bear? Two things. We bear His image in ruling over creation. And we bear His image in relating to one another. So, yes, we exercise dominion over creation the way Father, Son, and Spirit would rule creation. And how will they rule? They will rule with care, with compassion, and delighting over His creation. So, mga kapatid, caring for the environment is not a trendy thing for millennials. It's our mandate as God's image bearers. It's our DNA. And also, His image that's in us is in the aspect of relating towards one another. Because you have a triune God relating to each other in perfect unity. The same is true with relating to one another. We relate to each other the way God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit relates to each other. In They are united in love and purpose, but they have unique roles. And they support each other. There's unity, and there's uniqueness, and it all comes along together real well. You know, sadly, etong dalawang image nato, etong dalawang specific uh, image and likeness of the Triune God. You know, these two things were distorted and broken because of sin. Instead of ruling over creation with care and compassion and delighting over creation, we consume it. As if it's our planet. It's ours. We created it. Instead of relating to one another in love and unity, humanity is divided. There is discord. Roles are blurred between male and female. You know, this is the. This is the cause of sin. This is the consequence of sin breaking the image of God in us. And this is, you know, this is being talked about in in the New Testament in Romans 8. Verse 20 says, Against its will, all creation was subject to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom From death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Right up to this point, what we hear from creation, yes, it's delighting in the Lord with its sound, but also it's groaning. Maybe the earthquakes we're experiencing are groanings of creation. And the question is, pasor kung kung man ang nagkasala, bakit affected ang buong creation? Bakit bakit pati yung creation subject to God's curse? Eh, si Adam at si Eve lang naman yung nagkamali. You know, when when the created being bears the image of God and he rebels against his Creator, it creates a ripple effect. On all creation and that's what happened yes we see that humankind was you know lifted up as the you know the creator with creation with the image of image and likeness of the triune God and that created being rebuilt against the creator it created a ripple effect it created a chaos it's basically something like strike the head and the rest will scatter. And that's been the strategy of the enemy ever since. And that's the bad news. That's, that's what we see all over, how we distort ruling over creation, how, we, how it's being distorted with the way we connect with each other. But there's good news. There's good news. Because the culprit is the image-bearer of God, us, we need a substitute, that will perfectly reflect the image of the triune God. And that is God the Son, Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.15 says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. This is the unique role of Christ, God the Son. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For God in his, all His fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, through Jesus Christ, God reconciled everything to himself. What did he do? He made peace everything with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This brings us back to the first point. This shows a triune God who is intimately involved in his creation to the point of redeeming us on the cross. God did not just create the universe. He came to redeem and restore it. So the triune God is not just in the business of saving souls. The triune God is not just interested in, in your spiritual disciplines, although that is really good. But in the grand scheme of things, He is interested in, your, in renewing all creation. That includes you, that includes me, that includes the whole universe. Which is why you will see towards the end of the scripture, God creating the new heavens and the new earth. There's no amount of sin, there's no amount of destruction can thwart, can stop God's plan to renew everything that He has created. So let me summarize. What's the relationship between the triune God and his creation? Four things. Well, the Trinity is intimately involved in his creation. The Trinity, the triune God, brings order to his creation. The triune God delights in his creation. And lastly, the triune God bestows his image to his creation. And Jesus Christ restores this image on the cross. Let me end uh, by showing you a lyric video. I mentioned earlier, I mentioned earlier, that the creation story, because of its patterns and repeated words, it feels more like a song, right? It feels more like a song than a narrative. So I'd like to end this message with a song, a contemporary song uh, called "So Will I." I think it summarizes the beautiful message of the godhead in his creation let's look into the video lord we cannot even fathom how majestic you are how when you speak the universe is created We cannot even fathom lord that you would even bestow your image on lowly people on lowly creatures like us lord we are amazed how you created everything in beautiful order from the chaos in the darkness out of nothing that's something that we cannot comprehend and as all creation delights in You and responds in praise. Lord, that's the only fitting response of Your people. To cling our hearts to You and respond in praise. Lord, as we understand this afternoon and reminded that Your image in us is about ruling Your creation in care and compassion and relating to each other in love and unity. Lord, we also recognize that we have failed in that area. Lord, forgive us when we do not reflect your image. But we thank you that God the Son is our substitute to reflect your perfect image and in our union with him we can continue to reflect your glory and your beauty and your majesty lord help us as we continue to live our lives here as your image bearers to take care of your creation to relate with one another in humility compassion unity and love And I pray, Lord, that you will continue to speak to us because when you speak, something happens. Lord, I pray for those who feel that their lives is in a chaos or in the darkness or nothing is happening. Lord, we trust in your word that you can create something beautiful even when those things are happening in our lives. We trust, Lord God, that as we continue to reflect who you are as the triune God, you will reveal yourself to us, someone who is more than enough, someone who deserves all the glory, honor, and praise, and thanksgiving in our worship. In your name we pray. Amen.